0: On the roster for today, pretending can be a very creative and magical act. Then a tidbit about Beyonce. Is she the answer? And finally, the phrase that I would suggest you eliminate from your vocabulary. Well, Happy New Year. It's snowing. Hope you've all had a good Christmas break, because I have. I say that, and that was true, but there's something about the lethargy of a slower period of time where we don't know how to operate again and we need to get that car back oiled up. Why am I trying a car metaphor? I don't have a car. I don't like driving. I don't believe in driving. Oh, controversial. So this was a really hard episode for me to get up the courage to record. And I think that's because I feel out of the flow. I feel out of the momentum. There was a really interesting book called The Magic of Momentum, which is actually quite a bad book, was what I was going to say. Don't know if it's judgmental. One thing it does illustrate really well is the author stops his morning routine, stops exercising, etc., and literally becomes depressed. It shows how when we engage in lots of habits that accumulate, whether they're positive or negative, it really can contribute towards an upwards or downward spiral. And it's shocking how transformative and how impactful that kind of change is. I'm definitely feeling that kind of vibe. This is actually going to be the first solo episode. So I wanted to talk a bit about pretending because today was difficult. The problem with discipline is it doesn't focus on the blocks we have, the emotional and psychological blocks that we have that might be preventing us from just doing it. And when we don't step up to the plate and meet our commitments, we often have even more of a psychological reaction and response to then not doing it. So that isn't always the best approach. Ali Abdal talks about that in his book, Feel Good Productivity, which I'm reading now. His approach is about relieving that emotional blockage by dealing with it head on. That might include journaling, processing by other means. There's so many different ways of responding to that kind of thing. But another way to deal with it, is pretending. Pretending, you say, how does that link to the open and honest school of thought? Well, actually, it does totally align with my philosophy. Because relational intelligence isn't about, in every conversation, being fully open. And honesty isn't even about saying what comes to mind right away. The truth of openness and honesty is actually much more complicated and complex. And that's something for another episode. But pretending was something that really helped me stand up, record, and get started. When you smile, for example, it releases serotonin, the happiness hormone. So you might not be happy at the beginning, but you then could become happy. Now, there's this whole piece about force here, which I think is essential. Because when we talk about smiling, there is this very dark undercurrent of women being told to smile and being told to feel a certain way. That is not what I'm advocating for. I don't think anyone should ever be told to feel a certain way. This is about you being able to cultivate the range of tools that your body provides to actually engage in the world in a more relationally intelligent way. So how's pretending relevant? Pretending has this association of fooling others, fooling yourself even, pretending to be calm and courageous, pretending to be warm when we aren't feeling it. And in The Dance of Deception, Harriet Lerner talks about this. As Harriet Lerner points out, pretending can be a very creative and magical act. Something that helped me stand up, put the mic on and press record was this notion. Now, pretending gets a bad rap because it's part of that collection of different things, along with lying, along with deceit, which we consider deception. Pretending at least from the pretender's perspective, implies a mild act of feigning or faking that neither rattles the conscience nor demands careful examination. So what am I pretending about? I just haven't been fully feeling myself over the Christmas and I'm in this weird transitionary stage in my life and it's not easy. But I think getting back to this work, which I love, this podcast, my Instagram, the YouTube channel that really drives me because I think it matters. It gets my blood flowing. As I stand here to record, I'm thinking, what did I have to worry about? I never run out of things to talk about really. And I think if you've met me, you might feel the same thing. But that doesn't mean that there aren't narratives that I have in my own head that make me doubt. One thing I hear a lot of people say is the phrase, I could never. Now, I would suggest you eliminate this from your vocabulary. The reason why is I could never is actually a story you've told yourself in your head. It's limiting belief. And it's actually speaking that limiting belief out into the world. And it's reinforcing it. It's not talking about things you physically can't do. It's not saying I could never pick three things up at the same time, one arm each, because I only have two arms, for example. It's not about that. It's about what you think you can't do. And that Is limiting beliefs. I hear people say, I could never put myself out there so, but I could never talk so much. When we think we're being realistic, what we're actually doing is treating ourselves in a way that underestimates our potential. It underestimates even who we are right now. I was a really shy kid. When I was in the classroom in year one, I was very scared to even put my hand up and to talk. I battled confidence issues for years. It doesn't mean it was easy and because I did it, you must or you can, but the reason I share this is if I can do it, there's a fighting chance that people who experience that same kind of anxiety or shyness can too. So me standing up here pretending is important, pretending to feel confident, but I want to emphasize that I'm learning along with you. So I realised I hadn't actually created a little descriptor that I speak at the beginning of every episode. And now I finally have... Where did I put it? The intro got too many documents open. There we go. I'm Amraj, and this is my podcast, Open and Honest, where I bring together my background in psychology, sociology, and housewifery to give you the talk show experience you didn't know you needed. One last thing I want to share with you is the Beyonce concert. Hmm. Um, I don't like this whole evangelizing where we put someone on a pedestal, and we say, you are God, you are the best. However... Beyonce is an incredible artist. Beyonce produces amazing music. Beyonce is a visionary and Beyonce has created amazing art. And I think a very spiritual space being at that concert was amazing. And watching that concert again in the film form with my producer of my mini series on YouTube chat and other friends was really amazing. It was this kind of moment of feeling good about myself. I put some nice clothes on, like some sparkly mesh top. And was present. People were expressing their queerness, their blackness, their otherness, their womanhood, their, all of the different parts, aspects of themselves. But there was this cohesion, and there was this togetherness. There was this: we are part of this amazing moment together, which I felt, and it, it did feel like a spiritual act. That's because it was intensely relational. This album, Renaissance, has been so enjoyable because it has been such a public and communal act of sharing. People have been talking about it. People have been making outfits. They've been dancing together. People have been making TikTok videos. And obviously that is a common experience for many different bodies of work, albums, of course. But they definitely felt something very distinct and specific, at least for me, with the Renaissance and the Renaissance piece of work. And I really look up to Beyonce and I think... There's this whole thing about perfectionism, which I probably will talk about in another episode, and finding a a healthy way to express our perfectionism without necessarily trying to push it down. And I think Beyonce really reminds me of that, thinking about the natural imperfection of life and work and everything we do, whilst also still striving to make something great, something that can stand the test of time and can really bring something new to the world. If I can just make a drop in the ocean compared to that kind of work and impact, then I'll be happy. Yeah, I think I'm very glad to be back and happy 2024. Is this format good? Are we wanting more of this? Less of this? Oh, yeah, I have an outro. <laughs> I have an outro, which I forgot. Thanks for tuning in to Open and Honest. I've been Amraj Zali. that's at relational intelligence on Instagram, and also now on YouTube and TikTok. Make sure you subscribe to the pod on apple or spotify and rate five star if you found this insightful oh and share with a friend always remember being a fly on the wall only shows us one angle as my home girl in my head dr Harriet Lerner reminds us there are never just two different ways to understand or tackle any particular human problem there are seven different ways or maybe 19 or 100 my hope is to keep helping us expand our knowledge and develop more relational intelligence Did a little like expression at the end where i just let out everything that i've been feeling and it seems to be quite often very similar to the same thing it's getting dark again snow is falling and i'll see you next week